this reminds me of my first experience in radio was back in the early 80s. People with disability and mental health. There's always controversy with us. The mysteries of the mind and consciousness. And we might get to the bottom of something or we might start something new. We're going to run the gamut and we're going to have a good time. Waking Braves. No, not Waking Braves. We're Breaking Waves. Breaking Waves? Breaking Waves. Breaking Waves. Oh, the pain. The pain. Good evening, folks. You're listening to Breaking Waves. I'm Riley. And I'm John. And today on the program, we are bringing you an episode that should be painful, but not too painful. Hopefully, it's pain-free. But it's going to be all about pain. Because <laughs> pain is a very personal experience. All sorts of different pain. I guess there's cultural pain too, is there? Well, that gets into the idea of, like, a shared consciousness, which is interesting. But tonight we're talking about pain. Physical pain, spiritual pain, psychological pain, the kind of pain that makes you want to get down on your knees and scream, Why? And follow it up with a, Why? Yes, uh, people have a very different relationship with pain. I certainly have. It's certainly changed for me over my lifetime. I think some people spend a lot of time running away from pain, trying to um, get rid of it. Oh, my God, John. I think the pain is catching up to me. I think it's behind me right now. It's in the studio. No, John, it's coming for me. Are you nuts? Turn it up. It was just getting good. Yeah, that kind of pain. Uh, the kind that lives next door, there's all kinds of pain. Well, what's pain for one person quite often is something else for another person. Like, uh, say, for example... Uh, Anchovies. Yeah. I was, thinking, <laughs> I was thinking more of athletes that, um, you know, push their physical boundaries to the limits... They're the guys that are doing the research on the, the human body, really, in terms of um, pressing the limits. And, of course, it can be painful sometimes to push. But they get such a hell of a buzz. Well, Apparently, I guess that makes it worth it. Well, we've given this idea of um, the natural opiates that are produced that give you a kind of buzz after you do something that might stress out your body in some way. Boy. Mm. Mm. And then we've got the other kind of um, uh, painkillers that are uh, in the form of a pill that everybody's quite familiar with. In fact, you can't turn on the television without seeing an advertisement for uh, certain forms of 
painkiller. Would you look at that sunburn? Tisk, tisk. Well, you're in luck. Here's an old folk remedy that'll fix you right up. Blood-sucking sand snails. Ah. Yeah, just try going to the hospital. Uh, they pull those painkillers out straight away. I, I suppose that perhaps it's not such a healthy relationship with pain to want to run away from it all the time. In fact, those that do are often the people that inflict the most pain on others. <laughs> That's what I'm going to do to you now. Tear the skin from your body. Slowly. Bit by bit. Yeah, it's kind of like we're encouraged to embrace. That's the word I was looking for. We're encouraged to embrace the idea that um, there are magic pills that will take away your pain. But it's all a big lie. Well, it kind of is and it kind of isn't. There's certainly some very powerful pills and they will give you a state of intoxication. But it comes with a price, like everything in this world. Indeed. Even pain itself is a form of intoxication. And people have very different relationships with intoxication. And we have very all kinds of forms of acquiring it. Uh, you can be intoxicated by love or hate or money or pain pills. Now, I'm, you know what my, I think of when you say that word, John, now? I'm thinking of those cartoons where the characters smell the wafting aroma and then they start floating, you know, and they get carried along by it. Yes. I like that. Well, that's kind of like what happens when we um, indulge in... The choice to give yourself away to something, to a feeling. In a material way, uh, pain is a good thing because it's your body talking to you. Because, of course, the body can't speak English. Uh, we're full of organs and... In fact, organisms all wor working together to create well-being. <laughs> but all these entities that make up our, our physical form um, are weirdly disconnected from our consciousness. <laughs> uh, we do have some insight through um, these uh, emotions and feelings and senses that we have. I've been having a bit of pain lately and the way I try and look at it is that that's just my body telling me something and that's not a bad thing necessarily. Uh, it can become quite fatiguing <laughs> over a period of time. Chronic pain. Oh, that's the bad one. Chronic illness. And unfortunately, if you look towards the, the Googles in relation to chronic pain, you quickly begin to find out that it's not something that the medical fraternity really know how to deal with. It is often said that in a spiritual sense, pain can be a great teacher. Indeed, that is if you're the kind of person who learns through experience. And as we covered in our episode on knowledge some time ago, people have different ways of acquiring different kinds of knowledge. Now, not only do we experience our own pain, but we have the ability to experience the pain of others. 
Well, that gets into the idea of empathy as well. Because uh, sympathy is when you feel sorry for someone, but empathy is when you actually understand the position that they're in to like a reasonably meaningful degree. Love isn't going to save us. It's what we have to save. Pain makes us strong enough to do it. All our scars, our anger, our despair, it's armour. Yeah, pain is something we explore through our various forms of storytelling. Once upon a time, there was a girl who had the most extraordinary ability. She could feel everything the animals felt. When a donkey stubbed its toe, her toe hurt. Every time a monkey got sad, she got sad. It was her special power. And she called her special power empathy. And empathy was her friend. They did everything together. But it's a hard thing for a little girl to share the feelings of others. And she started to wonder, where do they end and I begin? Well, I guess that that's the function of those forms of arts. They can be exercises in empathy. And I think when it comes to, like, it comes down to imagination, right? If you haven't actually been in that experience, you try to imagine what it would be like. And then some people might have a limitation within that imagination. Well, that's the thing about books is they help you imagine. Mm. That's the thing about concepts and thoughts as opposed to um, actual experience. They are different aspects of reality, um, the reality of the human experience. When we came up with the idea to do an episode on pain, uh, one quote that sprang to mind is a quote from the author Samuel Johnson. And I became aware of this because it was used in the intro to a, a piece of music by the band Avenged Sevenfold. And the quote goes... He who makes a beast of himself gets rid of the pain of being a man. Fucker! Oh! What the hell are you doing on the ground? That hurts. Well, it's supposed to hurt. That pain's what's gonna save your life. Your cells remember where it hurts, and that's where they get strong. It's called pain and gain, Russ. You gonna man up? You better. So for those of you who are interested in uh, what the last few clips we've been playing, so the one that we just heard just then was from the movie called Pain and Gain, and starring Mark Warburg and in that scene. And, and what a beast he was. Yeah. Um, and prior to that, the two clips that we had with uh, female characters talking, uh, one about empathy and another one about pain, they both come from the TV series Legion, which is one of my favorite shows and definitely like food for thought within a lot of phys- philosophical topics. Yeah, especially the empathy stuff and... So, let's play some pain-related music. What do you reckon, Riley? Sounds like a good idea. What you got? 
Well, I got a little track from The Divine Lines. Divine Line. That's the one. So that was Christine Amphlett and the Divinals, circa 1985. 
pleasure and pain. And the fine line between those two things, as we have already alluded. Mm, that's right. And you had a connection with this band, yes, John? Yes, I remember uh, I was working for a band called X around uh, 1985, and I remember doing a gig at the Piccadilly Hotel in Victoria Street, uh, which is a tiny little place. The hotel's still there. I don't think they still have music. Um, and <laughs> there's probably about 200 people crammed into that place. And she uh, wore a schoolgirl's uniform, just like Angus out of ACDC. And she was every bit the consummate performer um, that she was in later years, even back in those early times. A great talent, uh, relative of Little Patty. Wow. The iconic uh, entertainer and singer from the uh, 60s and 70s, I believe. Yeah, yeah. And so... A sad, sadly mm. missed. Uh, she died of... Uh, Breast cancer. Yes, about 10 years ago. Yeah, uh, I was 2013 in, uh, in Manhattan and she was only 53 years old at the time. But she shined brightly. So when you look at uh, the subject of pain, one of the things that you'll encounter a lot in relation to it from a philosophical point of view is people trying to reconcile really large amounts of suffering within their own lives or lives of other people. And certain famous pieces of work come to mind. Uh, the Gulag Archipelago. And that's all about life in a gulag and also the book by Viktor Frankl, Man's Search for Meaning, which is about surviving a concentration camp. And I think the theme that comes up a lot in these uh, kinds of works is the idea of if you're in a situation in which you're having to endure so much, then a way to get through it, to keep living, to keep facing it is to find a sense of meaning within your own life and within your own suffering and this reminds me of a quote by Frederick Nietzsche he who has a why to live for can bear almost any how uh-huh I believe you also said uh, what doesn't kill you makes you stronger which is one of my favourites. And what do you think about that, John? What do you think about that idea of like deriving meaning as a way to continue to you know, get up in the morning? And well, absolutely. Um, as I um, alluded to um, before, pain is a very useful thing, although it can be uh, a source of great mis misery. Um, and there's, you know, different kinds of pain. Obviously, physical pain is a lot easier to... Um, to, to deal with. To deal with, yeah, to uh, explain and to work your way around, whereas... Um, but then it gets into the physical can start to affect the psychological, and that's when it gets messy, right? Yeah, well, trying to uh, even measure mental and psychological pain is quite difficult. Yes. In fact, it's like not something that can be measured so conventionally. Yeah, it um, can't really be uh, quantified. So he uses qualitative uh, forms of um, discussion around pain. 
<laughs> Are you familiar with the French expression ennui? No, I'm not. Well, the Google definition says a feeling of listlessness and dissatisfaction arising from a lack of occupation or excitement. So that's a certain kind of uh, spiritual pain in a way. Yeah, it sounds like um, depression, doesn't it? Yeah. And that must be uh, thought of as a kind of pain, surely. Yeah, and it's not like... It's, a, it's pain in a different register to like the pain of being really stressed or anxious because depression is this low state of being and often associated with, with a lethargy with a lack of energy and it's you know very i guess it is similar to uh despair or just like kind of feeling like you're just giving up and just in a slump in a funk yeah i'd say uh, a sort of spiritual pain it's a lack of that spiritual spark that yeah. makes life interesting yes that um that gives us enthusiasm and focus um yeah, that's that's a good way to describe it because, um, you know, sometimes when you're really, really stressed out, I well, I find from my own self and some people have observed that stress can act as like rocket fuel and some people can be very productive when they have pressure, when they have like a some kind of deadline or same day turnaround to meet or something so even though it'll be stressful and difficult, but they'll they'll be able to like meet the required things that they need to do. Whereas with depression, I find like it's just a lot harder to get things done and easier to just neglect things and let things slide. Yeah, well, I guess that speaks to the idea that um, not all stress is bad. In fact, it's a, a normal part of life, and it's you know that's what exercise is all about. You're actually stressing your body out to a certain extent. And it grows stronger. Uh, it rebuilds itself even better uh, due to the stress. So, and sometimes we can take upon you know stressful things voluntarily uh, by choice because we know that there'll be a big enough reward for it. I can think of like a mundane example of this, which is my love of spicy foods that I got from my dad. I think and. You know, you eat something with a lot of chili and it can be quite intense and kind of painful, you know, for your mouth and everything. But then once that pain subsides and you have a glass of milk or whatever, just ride it out. And then you get this big endorphins release because it, it feels like you've overcome a big battle. Yeah, that's like the athlete's payoff. Mm. So, yeah, I mean, uh, chili, <laughs> it hurts, mm. but it's good. Yeah. It's a, it's a good pain and another kind of good pain I can think of is like if I've done something like lifting weights or um, just any kind of exercise even and then I have this kind of ache the next day but if I stretch that area of the body it feels quite good. and Yeah, like no, I actually really appreciate um, that kind of pain. I think it's very helpful. Um, as we mentioned before, when pain becomes chronic and it moves out outside of those short-term parameters, mm. you actually start to lose all objectivity of your experience when it goes on for so long. It's I'm doing a bit of physio at the moment, mm. and 
it's kind of difficult actually to talk to about to my um, physiotherapist about because it's been going on for so long and it kind of changes from day to day. So I've come across a condition called con- congenital analgesia. Interesting. What is that? Yeah, well, it's a condition where people are born without the... Um, mechanisms that let us experience um, physical pain. Um, I could imagine that could be a real problem for someone. Absolutely. <laughs> the, um, I'm thinking of one bloke in particular. Um, I saw something on television about him and he was in his 20s and he was uh, apparently normal in all ways except he... <laughs> He couldn't feel any physical pain, which when he started to relate the stories about his lifetime, um, it became pretty scary, <laughs> the condition. He actually um, nearly chewed his tongue off when he was a little kid, and that's when they first sort of, uh, his parents started to become aware of why he was actually uh, damaging himself so badly. Because kids like to experiment, and if there's nothing to deter them, then they'll yeah. just keep doing it so. yeah you bet and i think it's quite amazing that this guy even uh survived with a condition like that you could literally uh cut your arm off and and not be aware of it mm. um and he uh he's pretty functional but i did notice that he was uh he didn't walk very well so he was obviously carrying a lot of injuries um and um the uh the person who was talking to him asked him if he had the ability to um recover um, the ability to feel pain would he do that and he said that he probably wouldn't um, because he'd be too scared <laughs> to actually feel the amount of damage he'd done to his body yeah i mean that's honestly yeah that's a position that is it's understandable it's you know i can sympathize with i guess you get used to where you are when yeah. you've been there for so long it's 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 something you actually hear um deaf people um, when they're asked the same question, they would mm. choose to actually remain the way they are. Yeah, it's interesting. Mm. Um, and with my vision, um, would if you ask me that question, Riley? Yeah, John, would you? <laughs> would you yeah. Uh, the answer is absolutely. I would. <laughs> I would take my vision back. Yeah, uh, of course. To normal in a yeah. second. Yeah, um, of course. But I guess it's different. I mean. Uh, my two personal favorite genres when it comes to like movies and stories and entertainment in general, I love comedy and horror. And I think that as genres, they are really able to cut through very directly to quite a core level of human experience and the human condition and speak to things very directly. And one of the things you notice with comedy and horror is that they're very much intertwined and they're sort of like a flip side of the other and a lot of the time in horror movies, you'll find people laughing uproariously. A lot of the time in comedy films, people are cringing and looking away from the social embarrassment of these comedic characters that always miss the mark, you know? And so laughter is obviously, it's a defense mechanism. It's a very important protection. Yeah, and maybe it's actually the most effective medicine for sufferers of pain is to try to keep a sense of humour. Yes, and perhaps in this world 
those that have lost their sense of humor are some of the most tragic because it's such an effective release you know laughter is when you get people together that really understand something understand the depth of something but can still are still able to laugh about it i mean those are th- people to treasure and within yourself it's so important to cultivate absolutely and although it's it might seem easy to say <laughs> just look on the bright side of life um, it, it, it's easy to say and it is difficult to do but it is very powerful medicine it's achievable it is doable and sometimes all you can do is is laugh you know if you don't laugh you cry so it's one or the other pleasure and pain so next week we're going to look at the other side of the coin right Riley that's right we've spent all this time on pain tonight but Next week we're going to pleasure. And that should be a good time. We certainly hope so. (laughs) And right now, folks, we're going to say goodbye. I've been Riley. I'm John. And we hope you enjoy your week and you'll hear us again next week, this same time, 6 on Breaking Waves, Eastside Radio. You're listening to People Powered Radio, proudly supported by the Community Broadcasting Foundation. The Community Broadcasting Foundation resources community-owned and operated media stations just like this one that connect people and tell vital local stories so that we all enjoy a more vibrant, inclusive Australian culture and healthy democracy. Find out more about our work at cbf.com.au.